I guess it was an offer I couldn't refuse. Sopranos. A shit net. Very rarely do I get a chance to review something as obscure as a show with the noisiest eating ever. Sorry, I had to do that. <laughs> Sopranos. I know I'm late to the party on this. I know Sopranos was back in the early 2000s. And, uh,. I know it's one of the mo one of the most beloved shows on the planet, and I never watched the show. I was never into the idea of The Sopranos. Uh, I tried a couple times to do it uh, in the first season, and just I couldn't get into it. It just wasn't my thing. And as of recently, I finally sat down and watched all six seasons, including you know the the, the two parter six six season. Of this iconic show. And I gotta be honest. My opinion and point of view of the show. Was spot on. In the first season. The first season is horrible. I I just. It, it was slow. It was boring. A lot of things didn't click and connect in the right way for me. Um, you know. It, it, it just. It didn't captivate me. <laughs> but I powered through it, and uh, I made it to season two, and boy, did shit change. Um, I started getting into the characters. I started getting into the uh, plights. Uh, ironically enough, I was more interested in Tony Soprano's home life, uh, the dynamics with his wife and his children, than I was the whole mafioso story arc. You know, with characters, uh, with with the characters like uh, like Polly and 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 all. Um, however, I did fall in love with the characters of Christopher and uh, Aid, and uh, those characters were phenomenal. Uh, they were very dynamic. The story arcs that they went through, and the FBI trying to get in on them, and everything through season from season two to season. Was just, you know, it was it was breathtaking. It was really nicely done. There was a healthy balance of those who enjoy the mob style movies and TV shows, along with just family drama type shows. Um, and of course, the catalyst of it, of it all was uh, the late great Mister James Gandolfini, uh, portraying Tony Soprano in such a relatable way. Uh, I think because a lot, a lot of what he was going through, you know, in his life and everything was a lot of doubt and, and, and just programming from his upbringing and, you know, things like that, that he didn't really have an outlet for. He tried to find outlets with talking with his psychiatrist, which, uh, you know, is a mafia no-no to begin with, but, you know, he was careful to not let uh, the full truth come out so that way he wasn't, you know, stepping on toes that he wasn't supposed to step on. But as things came out, it became harder and harder for him to digest because he couldn't speak truly about it. And, you know, in turn, he, he went and found wrong ways to, to deal with it, to cope with it, either through his gomas or, or, you know, whatever the case may be. And 
it was just a really interesting dynamic and a very relatable character, even in a non-relatable scenario, um, to the extent that he was very much family-oriented, even his own family above the mafia, you know, um, and of course the, the, the... the truth about, you know, power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely. He was a reluctant leader. Uh, he did not want to be the boss of the family. He did not want to deal with the, the, the pressures because he, he couldn't. He, he mentally and physically could not handle it. But he still did it anyway because he cared genuinely about the people that he, you know, that he that were his underlings. I thought that was an interesting dynamic and something that you usually don't see a whole lot, especially in mafia style uh, stories. You know, uh, the 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 caring factor of, uh, within families is usually very conditional, in the sense that as long as you're doing right by the by the the family's rules then I love you. But as soon as you step out of line, you're sleeping with the fishes. And I mean, Sopranos had that too, but you actually saw like the fallout and aftermath afterwards. You had the hard asses like Paulie who were like, who gives a fuck, you know, fuck him, you know, and stuff like that. But Tony actually took it personal in the sense that like, okay, he executed the order that needed to be executed for somebody who was a rat for example, or, or Vito, uh, for people who know spoilers, by the way, uh, who turned out to be homosexual. And that was a big no, no in the family. Tony actually had remorse for it going down that path and doing what he felt he had to do. You know, um, I thought that was a great character dynamic and, and story arc. Uh, but it leads us to season six. Now, I will say this, uh, preface it for season six, and and specifically the last episode, the final episode of The Sopranos. I know they had more planned. The way that ended, that that was was a season ender. That was not a series ender. And, of course, James uh, passed away, and they were unable to continue. But they should have done something with that episode, because I thought Game of Thrones' ending was bad. And people used to uh, compare the the final episode of Game of Thrones to the final season, the final episode of The Sopranos. I never understood that analogy until I saw this episode. And I can honestly say that episode made me feel better about the series ender of Game of Thrones. It's sad to say, but that was honestly the worst TV show ending I have ever seen. It left too much open, so much, I don't want to say left to the imagination, because I don't have a problem with left to the imagination, but so much unanswered that should have been answered, especially now knowing that there could never be any more Sopranos um, episodes. Not not another season or, or spinoff or anything like that. It was so disappointing after investing so much time, after after slugging through the first season, and then finally getting into the dynamics of the characters and the story arcs from season two through season, majority of season six, you know, um, and the dynamics and the really well-written story arcs. 
to have it end like that was such a blow to the gut, man. I almost took, I literally almost took it personally. Oh, <laughs> I really did. I almost took it personally. Like this, this, this is an insult to what they created. Um, so really overall, my, my feelings of the Sopranos was it was worth the watch. And I, I, I regret not sticking it out in the beginning a long time ago to see where it went. Um, I usually have a three episode rule when it comes to uh, to TV shows. If, if you haven't caught me by the third episode, you're probably not going to. Um, this is one of those cases where I was wrong. It actually took a full season for me to get into it. Um, with that said, despite the problems with season one and despite that god awful ending. I have to give this a positive review. It really did deserve the credit that it that it has enjoyed all these years. The characters were spot on. Uh, whether they were playing a, a relatable character like Tony Soprano and his family, or or whatever, or you had the uh, stereotypes, you know, uh, like some of Tony's crew, like Paulie, like Christopher. Uh, but Christopher had a great dynamic in turn. You felt for the characters. You. F- they were portrayed beautifully by the actors and actresses um, in this world. Uh, you felt like you were watching a Jersey Mafia. And it, being from Philadelphia, I know what Jersey sounds like. I know what Jersey feels like. And Sopranos really did have a Jersey. It didn't feel like Hollywood pretending to be Jersey. You know, it felt like Jersey. And that... I believed in the world. I believed in the world. I believed in the characters. I believed in the story arcs. I cheered when they killed Phil. I cried when they killed Christopher. You know, uh, it was it was a well-done series. I just wish they would have ended it better. Hey guys, it's Chris from Realm of the Mist Entertainment. If you enjoyed this video, please hit that thumbs up button. Like, share, comment, subscribe. Check out all the other great podcasts that can be found on Realm of the Mist Entertainment's YouTube channel or our sister channel, Sounds Dicey Gaming, for all your tabletop needs. And if you prefer your podcasts in audio-only format, check out Realm of the Mist Entertainment on Anchor.fm, Apple iTunes, Spotify, Pandora, or wherever quality podcasts can be heard. To our Patreon supporters, we thank you very, very much. And if you're interested in being a Patreon supporter, please go over to patreon.com slash realm of the mist and just a dollar a month gives you exclusive content and helps our channel out greatly. Guys, again, thank you very much for joining us and we will see you on the next episode.